0: Alright KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast, by the board, for the board. We hope that you enjoy Welcome to episode 252 of the KISS FAQ podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill, admin on the FAQ. Today, I'm joined by Daniel Weeze, Hello. 69 Blizzard, Ken. Hey, hey. And little Andrew. Alive Catman, making friends on the FAQ. All it's his
1: business. It's making friends everywhere. Everywhere, <laughs> my friend.
0: Andrew, good to see you again. Always uh, nice to have you on the show uh, while you're off doing all these other shows. You've been what, on podcast Rock good City, The Kiss Room, the um, Ages of Rock podcast. Um... Podcast,
1: literally every every podcast I've been on. And, and I've only been on there not because I like to hear the sound of my own voice. I am promoting my new Kiss fan film, Kiss at Midnight, which will be streaming on YouTube and Vimeo June 28th. So some of you guys saw the live stream, which you did on Facebook last week. It response was incredible, so thank you to everyone that watched it, and thank you to everyone well, the that shared it.
0: there, I was watching it. There were only three of us.
1: That you're we're a all, liar.
0: We're all your friends. No, we're, that's
1: not. No, there were many more than three people there.
0: We, we actually all clicked play. I went and had a Skype chat elsewhere. You do know that, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I still got the chat, but still, but but you know, I'm, I'm really, really excited um, to to release that. So I'm just, I'm making, I'm making the rounds, making this face scene because. You know, luckily I'm stuck in a dark edit room and like I don't use my face to actually, you know, use images to promote this because then no one will want to see it.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> no that was cool. And, you know, we're not going to dedicate a whole show to you because you've been a whore already and been everywhere else. Nor do I um, want so, to,
1: nor do I want so, to.
0: So you just get to participate as you would anyway on our show when you're available. Glad, so to, that be was cool. Glad I, to be but here. But I do want to talk a little bit about um, Kiss at Midnight because it was fun. And what I enjoyed – watching the stream was other people's responses to that, who were typing in live and hitting their little emotion things during the show. And there was a lot of really positive feedback. And this isn't to stroke you in any way that a lot of these people did watch the greatest show on earth, which obviously was your previous effort. Um, some people, very few people have been lucky to see some of another video that you did uh, work on. That's, of course, the Fort Wayne multicam. Some yeah. people got to see a bit of that at Indy and loved that. So, I mean, you're obviously making a, a nice little niche for yourself with these fan movies, especially with this. It's all essentially officially sourced video. Isn't that
1: correct? Yeah, or- yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. I just I – I don't take any of this lightly. If somebody enjoys it, I absolutely appreciate it, and, and I really take it to heart. You know, for someone to take time out of their day and watch what I've done means the world to me. So the the I guess the modus operandi behind Kiss It Minute was to take officially released material and just create a new experience, and, and that's what I've done. And the people that have seen it seem to enjoy it. So, you know, what for for me to share this passion I have with Kiss with someone else is awesome. So if they love this project as much as I love Kiss, job you know I, I've done my job. I, I really have. So. You know, it, it, many, many thanks to, to you three guys here because you guys have talked about Greatest Show on Earth and other things before. So many, many hats off to you guys and, and many hats off to, to anybody out there that's, you know, watching it or is going to tune in on June 28th. So, uh, you know, I'm really – I'm so, so, so grateful. I really, really am.
0: Well, while we're doing commercials for KISS-related projects, you know, why don't we just throw in a quick ad for this year's Nashville and Pod Expo. Get your tickets – for that event a lot of cool rock personalities are going to be there to be a lot of podcasters recording so listen to this ad it will give you all the correct details so i don't screw it up again
2: rockin pod is back the annual celebration of rock returns to nashville this convention brings together the best rock stars music podcasters vinyl and memorabilia vendors and rock fans from all corners of the globe special guests include michael sweet of striper Brian Forsyth of Kicks, Jason Beeler of Saigon Kick, Erie Vaughn of Danzig and members of Exodus, Roxy Blue, Every Mother's Nightmare, Kick Tracy and more. Music podcasts from all over North America will be recording on site all weekend. Special pre-party featuring the rock and roll residency, The Talisman, 8-Ball and Lipstick Generation on Friday night rock and pod expo on saturday join us at the nashville airport marriott august 9th and 10th for rock and pod podcast registration and tickets and vip packages available now at rock all right
0: we're back all right, so let's get into this week's topics. There's a whole bunch of stuff, Daniel. This was kind of your idea to dig into the board, I think, and uh you know, just see what people are talking about. What do you want to talk about? You know, what's on your mind as a Kiss fan um that you think is worthy of discussion?
3: I think someone suggested uh, changing the covers of previous Kiss albums. What would you do? What would you like to uh add or, or so? I think that was quite interesting to see. Uh, I don't know, I think it was, uh, was it you, Julian, who, who suggested that, or, or someone? I think that's yeah. a good topic. Yeah,
0: yeah. jump in Because
3: then. Because, boy, there are a lot of bad-looking record covers when it comes to <laughs> Kiss. Oh my, maybe that's something that we could, mm-hmm. It would be kind of interesting. Well, there there is, there is some cool fan art out there that we, we've we seen. You know, the creatures with uh, Vinnie Vincent on the cover, and you have Lick It Up with a band in full makeup, they all look cool, but uh, what I really feel is that when they had the chance to make it big once again with Psycho Circus, for example, they completely dropped the ball, in my opinion. Uh, If you look at that cover, it's like a big clown in the middle and four small faces on the sides. Yeah, a big clown in the middle, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And... uh, to me, Kiss album covers should focus on the band. Uh, almost every cover, when they have something else in the center of attention, they fail miserably. Like The Elder, I don't like. Uh, what else? Uh, actually, Revenge is kind of cool looking. But Hot in the Shade, Animalize is so so. And of course, Hot in the Shade is awful. Uh, But Psycho Circus, I I get the idea they tried to uh, tie it. They had the tour that was going to be in 3D, and I guess they thought that a 3D cover would be cool because we're going to have this really cool 3D tour, which we know didn't work that well either. Uh, And uh, this was really a chance for them to cash in, so I think they should have... uh, uh, had a so a look at the classic album covers like, uh, you know, Rock and Roll Over, Love Gun, Destroyer. And just by using uh, a cover in that vein, uh, I'm sure they would have sold a whole bunch of more records. Uh, because you could almost not see from which band that record was. It was kind of... the 3D thing didn't look that good, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my one of them and there, I have plenty of more I could talk about but let's hear what you guys have to say.
0: Yeah so hi Ken good to see you And uh, 10 minutes in let's uh, get your opinion on this <laughs> Well uh,
4: yeah we know there's a lot of bad covers out there that were not so good um, <clears throat> I think they just missed some opportunities um, especially with using for instance uh, the unmasked title on the Unmasked album where that could have alone they could have saved that title and used it on the Lick It Up album um, uh, while the Lick It Up cover is, is not so bad it's you know it is a photo of a band um, but you know maybe there they could have you know held up had a picture in their hand or, or something showing what their makeup was before uh, something like that. Um I you know, I don't I don't know. And they could have called that instead of Ligadov, of course, call it unmasked. Um, um and if I was gonna do Unmasked over, I probably would instead of putting that car the cartoon or the comic book type thing on the front, uh, which some people like. I mean it's okay. It grew on me. At first I didn't like it. Um but uh I would have had it that the storyboard on the inside and keep that ice or they ice. What was it? I still think they stink or whatever it is, uh, on the inside of the album instead have then the poster, uh, picture on the outside, kind of a, a wraparound gatefold, um, kind of thing, something different like that. I mean, uh, I think they, they, the the I still think they stink or they still stink or whatever that says uh is that was a big mess up. I mean, I was just reading that book uh you know the book uh I can't remember the author's name right now, but, uh you know kiss my black ass that book um yeah, yeah. he's the the uh, black kiss fan, and he wrote a book. And and
0: but the I think there's more than one the
4: well <laughs> one of the one of the yeah okay but the Kiss Army the one is a very wrote broad book.
1: demographic. Okay, no, are you kidding me. He, it's a broad. Day. You're out of your mind.
4: He wrote a book, but anyway, uh he tells a story about bringing the uh, unmasked album into school <laughs> to show it off to his friends and kids and and so on, and they they were all making fun of them because of the, you know, the, the still stink uh, part of the album cover. They were just making fun of him. He's like, man, you know, and I think it was a big mess up by, by Kiss to allow that even to go, go through like that. Uh, th- that's just one of many things that they've messed up on covers, though.
0: Yeah, so that that was one of the topics that jumped out at me because we've talked about it on so many of these album reviews that we've done over the years of, you know, some of the little changes that we'd like to make. And that Unmasked episode, that was ages ago. You know, we actually talked a lot about the cover and sort of the packaging that we had changed around for that. But I think that the two that immediately jump out at me are The Elder and Revenge, which are basically both boring as hell covers that really needed the band image on the especially the elder back then just a brown wooden urban camouflage that lost the record in the racks which i mean kiss was already then needed something and you know from those photo shoots that were really cool i mean look at the insert that was used in australia the poster that was used in norway um the images that were kind of shot around that time while some of them i guess are from 82 or you know um, certainly would have been better for the band to grab, again, here's our new look, something that you still knew it was Kiss, something that drew attention. Because it, the covers, like Daniel said, that are the ones that we always think about are band photos that are very kind of iconic. The, the first album, even you know the renders that were done uh, for Destroyer, you know, they've got the images of the band members on it. Um Dynasty. You know, even though that's you know, a, an album that a lot of people, you know, see as transition to softer music was a very visual and appealing cover. I mean, it's all subjective, um, mm. but, you know, it grabs your attention because it you know harkens back to kind of like Beatles and it, it just grabs your attention. The Elder needed something more than just a brown paper bag. I mean, it's not like it was Led Zeppelin. <laughs> um Led Zeppelin can get a ring with a brown paper bag kiss. Not so much, especially in 1981. The same goes for Revenge, that a very gray, boring cover, and I, f- I always found it atrocious. I mean, yeah, it's like cool. It's the side of an, air- an airplane or a battleship or something mm-hmm. tough, and, but it's so focused in. It's like magnified. You don't really get the sense of aggression out of it. It's... Again, camouflaged, and with Gene finally looking cool in 1992, get that guy on the cover of the album because people are going to do a double take of number one, holy shit, Kiss is still around. Number two, Gene looks cool finally. So, mm-hmm. you know, those are the ones that kind of grabbed my attention uh, initially. Andrew,
1: well, uh, Ken actually had mentioned both of the albums that I, that I did want to talk about. I want to talk about Lick It Up first because I think that this is a huge missed opportunity uh, if people still cared about the band at this time, because people didn't care about the band at the time. But if they did care about the band at the time, I would have put a makeup shot on the cover, and then I would have put a nice giant hype sticker that says, included in this record, a gatefold picture of Kiss without their makeup, finally. And then you open up the gatefold, and that's the Lick It Up cover. It should should have been the gatefold. Because I think that would have been a great marketing <clears throat> scheme to get them to buy the album because, you know, there was no internet back then, so no one knew what they looked like. So you have to buy the record and open it up out of the cell phone to see what they look like without makeup. I think that could have gotten a little bump in sales, my opinion. But nobody cared about the band at the time. What about was the
0: peel off? You know the Beatles, the famous uh, butcher yeah. peel and unpeeled cover. Yeah. I, put something I, on top that you had to peel off in well, order to reveal their faces. I, know.
1: I just wanted something you had to purchase the record to see the band. Like I didn't want you to see the band and then purchase the record. I wanted you to have the record, have to take it home and open it, and then you see the band. You know, this they could was... have had it. You're saying? But go ahead. This is a neutered band at the time. Nobody cared about Vinnie Vincent and Eric Carr makeup. No slight against either one of them, you know, especially Eric Carr. You know, he was the heart and soul of this band at this time, but nobody cared about the band at this time. If this was, you know, Gene Paul, Ace and Peter, nineteen seventy eight, nineteen seventy nine, you know, that that alone would have made the album shift platinum, my opinion. But no one cared about the band at this time. That's why when they unmasked on MTV in eighty three, it was late night. Nobody nobody cared. So you had this great thing that you could have done. It was a huge missed opportunity because who cares about the fox and the wizard and giraffe boy and goat boy? Nobody cares about that stuff. They wanted these original four characters unmasked for the first time, which is also why you know Peter Chris put his face on uh, on a record at some point. But um, but the other record that I wanted to talk about is Dynasty. I think them using just their faces on there was a missed opportunity because what does that album cover say about the album? It doesn't say anything about the album. I think it would have been much cooler to use something very similar to the Return of Kiss tour book or something similar to the Return of Kiss TV commercial with them in the smoke and the city in the mm-hmm. background because what what does the word dynasty mean? So Kiss had conquered New York City. They were a phenomenon at the time. So seeing them, you know, looking like superheroes walking away from New York City would have been something very cool that I think that in itself, you know, would have separated the album from the disco reviews that it that it had gotten ultimately, because let's be real, there's really only two bona fide disco songs on that record. I was made for loving you and, and Dirty Living. It's there, not a really a disco record, but I think because you had nothing to compare the album to, you just had these faces. And then hearing all the drone from I Was Made For Loving You, people just thought it was a disco record. But if you had these guys looking like the cartoon superheroes that they wanted to come across as, eh, that would have been kind of cool. The other thing, I would have used the the straight jacket image on the front cover too. I know, I know there are documents that Julian has so graciously posted over at the FAQ. There are documents that they had certain meetings where they didn't want to use the straitjackets because Ted Nugent had just used that. And they were afraid that they are going to be compared with Ted Nugent. But that that, that image is good. And, and I know the image is good because, Ken, you want the, that same image. I know Gene is different. But you wanted that same image to be used on Unmasked. So that insert poster in yeah. Dynasty is that frame that Victor Staben used from Unmasked. So you know, those are the two records that stand out for me. I don't disagree with the Elder or or Revenge. I mean, things could definitely be done with both of those, but I think Dynasty and Lick It Up are the ones that need the most um, help, my opinion.
3: Just quickly, I have to say, Psycho Circus, of course, could have been a much better looking album, and they used Barry Levine for a photo shoot uh, for the reunion era. It boggles the mind why they didn't use those photos because that was like great themes for each and every band member. I would have used them on the on the back of the album or maybe. What even... if they
1: used um? You open up the the tour book. What if they use that that, yeah. that tour book photo uh, the the inside cover where it says now appearing. I thought that might have been cool, like have yeah. them in like a circus cage almost. Mm. Uh but but yeah. again but again, we, we we talked about this many times before, or I've talked about this many times before. Uh the Psycho <laughs> Circus tour was a huge missed opportunity, and unfortunately Motley Crue did it so much better in two thousand five.
0: Yeah, that was that was a great tour.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Carnival of Sin. Yeah. Can well, you,
1: you know, can you imagine yes. if KISS had done something like that in nineteen ninety
0: eight? Oh yeah. Yeah. Bad. Awesome.
4: Uh, you know, where Andrew was pointing out the cover of uh, Dynasty, it, it goes back, really, uh, to Kiss's first album, where you, you're no, you not really seeing what you're going to get. Um, all you get is the four phases. Sure, they were trying to do a Meet the Beatles kind of thing, but they really had a missed opportunity there to show them in full regalia, you know, their, their costumes, and, and people go, oh, wow, you know,
1: I, I, is, I agree with you there. I, I agree with you there, but you know, I think they were playing it safe a little bit on that first record. I really think that Dynasty needed something because there was a lot of flack, Roberta. There's a lot of you know, flack There was a lot of <laughs> <you> know, <flack>. <laughs> <laughs> a lot killing of, me softly. There was a lot of flack around that <laughs> dynasty record because they were becoming a disco band. I don't I don't have the date in front of me when the single I Was Made for Loving You was released, but I know it predated Dang. it predated the record. So you had you had this single and then you got the record and you're like, what am I getting on this record? Actually,
0: April April 26th.
1: April 26th, one day before Ace Frehley's birthday. Um, so you had this, you you had the this, the noise from the single and then you had this record that wasn't really saying anything. I mean, we knew it was Kiss because you know Kiss was on the cover and in their, in their in their makeup. So you saw this makeup, but I think if it had said something, it could have battled that this is a disco record.
3: Yeah i mean i think, think it, i, think, I think one of the one of one more interesting record is is sonic boom because then they they chose the color scheme from rock and roll over and yeah. and they 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 understood the the power of the classic albums and still they failed miserably what do you have to say about that record cover
0: well it was too calculated too contrived B- because it wasn't organic what was created in 1976 came naturally i mean that was an artist came up with that design and it was inspiration now being dictated to that we want these certain elements uh again i mean look at the little round faces on the front of sonic boom and compare them with the dreadful little round things on the back of psycho circus i mean that kind of speaks to the same sort of art direction coming from the same source on both on both of those, and I don't think it was necessarily a bad album cover as such. There are just things that could have made it better. There are also things that could have made it worse. I mean, think of Alive 2. That's a pretty bad album cover.
1: No, the the worst thing in Kiss's history is the gatefold in the booklet of Sonic Boom, where it's, it's clear that they're in the Alive 35, you know, Destroyer costumes, and someone just painted over them to make them look like the Sonic Boom costumes. It's terrible. It's the worst. Go back and look at that picture. It is the worst. Like, I looked at that, and I go, this is just terrible. Because they had changed costumes at that point, and Julian's going to go and look it up right now, because he doesn't remember, because yes. who looked at the book in <laughs> Sonic Boom? But it's terrible. They had changed costumes at the time. I remember when Sonic Boom was being recorded. None of us thought that yeah. they were going to change costumes or even the stage for that matter. We thought that they were going to, you know, you know, pony around the the Alive 35 stage. But um, I mean, I tell you that is that is the worst picture, the worst officially released Kiss picture in a Kiss release ever, ever. I saw that and I wanted my money back. Listen, I love Sonic Boom. I really do. I really do. All right.
0: Yeah. So I mean there there are a lot of little things with the album covers. I think, you know, the first album, Peter's makeup, bothers me to this day just because oh, yeah. but at least um, it has a at least it has a story attached to it. Yeah. You know? So that makes it quirky and kind of different. But w- wouldn't it be nicer with well actually the Red Room one of those photos would be way yeah, better.
1: I agree. Especially
0: the one that was used as the first promo poster. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a fantastic, you know, it's oh, probably yeah.
1: been has right been there. used on a
0: bootleg, hasn't it? Mine's right there. So, nice. Yeah. Jealous, true. but one last thing on albums, it was uh, you know, kind of a new delivery for me, and it's stuff that I bought recently. I said I quit collecting vinyl. Could not pass up <laughs> the opportunity. Mine's I... on
1: my. Mine's on its way. Mine's on its yeah, way. Yeah, the
0: the I... German silver vinyl double platinum reissue it uses the nineteen eighties design with the photographs in the gatefold. Look, That's, look, of course...
1: you you you've pissed off Daniel. He's left. I should never mention the Germans. <laughs>
0: But very, very cool, and it made it all the way here. It's having customs for like four days, so and it ended up arriving double-boxed. So I was very Good. thrilled with that. Good. Good. And we mentioned it last week, and it was one of the things that uh, quite a few people commented on, on both YouTube and elsewhere, was the suggestion that Australia should do
1: a special reissue of Ooh, the white. The white right. double-platinum. Double-platinum. Cool. Well, um, here's a question for you. Do you think... Because I also got the best uh, the best of solo albums. I got that one as well, which is freaking awesome. I, yep. I, I love the splatter on that vinyl. But do you think that America is going to reissue Double Platinum?
0: I don't see why they shouldn't as long as it's not in the same format that was included oh, yeah, in Kisteria. But you know what? When they said it was limited to 1,000, it's KISS. So you can never believe what they say. So I would hardly be surprised if they can make a few bucks off it during this album cycle or sorry, this touring cycle, then anything's fair game. It's just, um, I don't see the point unless you do something different with it. Um, again, I think I think they should do a so silver, many of those copies.
1: Yeah, I think they should do a, another silver vinyl, but just do it using the American like use the sleeve from Kisteria. Maybe you know, like stamp it something else or, or 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 whatever. But I would I mean I I that's the only record out of Kisteria that I purchased because I didn't buy the Kisteria box set, but I did purchase yeah. that record.
0: Well, don't forget also. That for many years, it was rumored that there was a British red vinyl version of that. So maybe if they did a red vinyl pressing in the U.S. with the original silver label and use the, you know, do a repro Mylar cover, um, just like out of the box set, the the Cisteria box, that would be acceptable because then it's different enough to the one. And they're limiting these, I think, to 2,000 copies per. Um, I have not bought the green vinyl Me neither. Uh, I skip that. Dynasty. I've skipped it, I know. and I'm, I'm on the fence of why I skipped it because I just don't want to start collecting again. But <laughs> just when I thought I was out,
1: I'm they sorry. pull you back in. Well, he, here's a question that that I kind of want to throw out to you guys because we're we're talking about reissuing these albums, and I really do think that this is the beginning of a long cycle. Of, of reissuing albums and trying to reissue them yeah. as close as they can to their release date or as some type of anniversary date so there, there was a discussion that the about the 97 remasters and that the originals was supposed to be a 1997 remaster and the reason why i say this is because if you look at the catalog numbers for the 1997 remasters a missing number between destroyer and rock and roll over so do you think that And if this were to happen, first of all, do you think that they are going to reissue the originals? And if they were to reissue the originals, how would you want that presented?
3: I think they should keep it as close as the originals, Uh, the original issues as as possible, of course. And uh, they should release everything they can. Uh, And I do think they, they will as long as they have the rights to them. And because there are still fans that buy the same stuff over and over again. So just keep on releasing.
0: Well, it's a lot easier now because Universal bought Epic Rights. So in terms of merchandising, Kiss is kind of all under the same umbrella in terms of their, their property. So the record label and the merchandising arm are all together. So I think that opens up a lot of doors. Now, in terms of the originals, I want a hybrid. I want all those original ones left as the originals, so the Japanese version with its bigger leafs on the inside, keep, keep that how it was, um, the difference between the first and second American printings, shiny versus matte paper Canadian. on the inner sleeves, and then you've got the Canadian, which actually was a true gatefold. So, I would like something that combines elements of all of these, which means having the full gatefold. Number one, it's cheaper and easier to make um, and keep the records in it. Then I want glossy inner dust leaves. And then I want a Japanese book, you know, so to take something from each one of them um, so that it's its own unique product that is a homage to the original without uh, kind of stepping on it.
3: Oh, I forgot what a nerd you are sorry <laughs> <laughs> i too yeah. if they if they I reissue bought, i bought this the other day i think this was a great well, that's thing. that's the you great know, great the, magazine you know this is probably the last time you can buy a K- all kiss uh magazine in the in, in the local
0: store so
3: wait, wait that's that's, that's
1: kinda, all
0: kiss uh oh yeah
1: no, oh kiss. I didn't know that. That's why I, well, yeah, now it's really good. Now too. I'm gonna yeah, have I, to get it.
0: Damn it. I still I still need to get that. Damn so it. I have that,
3: yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it was a cool feeling to like see a kiss special in the among the magazines <laughs> cool. because because
0: it's probably the
3: last time. Yeah. yeah we're, are
0: you kidding? The last time. It's not there's the no. real last time. But, there's still yeah. there's still trees to make paper from, aren't there? <laughs> oh, God, yeah.
3: Yeah, but um, not released from a, an official, uh, you know, like a big magazine like uh, I don't know who is this classic rock, I think. Yeah.
0: Classic rock but yeah. did did it, yeah.
3: Kiss will so, always try to release stuff but but not like this, I don't think.
0: Where's yeah, that so, where's that Ace Freely magazine? Did that ever come out? <laughs> no, <laughs> it never. It's delayed or
1: listen, it, it'll be magic if that Ace Freely book or any other books come out.
4: Yeah.
1: Magic. I get it.
4: Um hey, the <laughs> the 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 uh, uh original. So, uh, do I think they're going to release that in the US? No. Uh though, I if I see anyone doing it, uh I do see the Japanese doing it. Originals 1 and 2 and and making it a box, a box set kind of thing. And maybe Maybe color the vinyl. They could color them. Um, it, maybe it's not necessary, but reproduce all that and throw some extra stuff in. Like you said, Julian, a book, uh, maybe that covers those six albums um, with some, you know, cool details and pictures and stuff. It's. Uh, eras, so. I, I
1: believe this is from the originals, and and I, I gotta I gotta read this. I think this is from the originals too. I'm not sure what originals this is. It's got to be from the originals one. It's got to be from the Japanese originals one because you know they had the they had the lyric book. Original
4: originals. Like
1: the they had, final the they had the lyric book in the Japanese originals, right? You guys are aware of the this. Original. Okay. Yes. So yeah. I I'm I'm pretty sure this is where this came from. So I would like to read you the Deuce lyrics from the originals one Japanese oh, edition. Oh no. <laughs> okay. All right. You guys ready for this? Yeah. Let's just uh, let's, let's uh. Get off and get your growling out of here. This old oh, yeah. this old Urich is working hard this year. Urch. Baby, do the things you're supposed to do. Baby, if you're feeling good, baby, if you're feeling nice, you know your man's working hard. worth a deuce. It gets better. Okay, I imagine. Honey, don't wash your mind behind his ears. <laughs> 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 and baby, stop crying all your tears. No,
0: I've said it before. Someone has got to record a tribute album using the Japanese. Japanese. It's not to mock because, come on, it's a second language. And I've done translations of French articles. And come on, I've butchered some of the French language in that, in those efforts. And I've even used not just my dictionary, but, you know, Google Translate. (laughs) I I didn't even
1: use just my dick, but I used my brain,
0: too. Um, so yeah. you know it, it it's entertaining, but you know so are those uh, Japanese a- album titles, the subtitles, you know the yeah. whole picture of hell, yeah. which I think was uh, one okay. of the originals uh, subtitles.
1: Well, well, while we're talking about pictures of hell, I think if they would release re-release the originals, hopefully in the U.S. and Japan, I would love to see them all three records red vinyl, and uh, I I would include all the same things that that Julian included because it would differentiate it enough from the originals release
0: yeah Yeah, and come on the last record i think issued in japan was the absolutely incredible destroyer uh cutting which is absolutely stunning that's one i still regret selling so all right let's move on to some other topics because it's too easy for this to turn into you know kiss my yeah. wax and just talk about vinyl <laughs> kiss your what? All the time.
2: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah all right so uh some other topics from the board i mean it's too easy to go through and pick on these. I've seen a few today, and you know, Paul almost flips his wig in Moscow. Yikes. Oh, no, that's the Ukraine show. Yikes. Because there was a partially empty, um, high roller area towards the front of the stage. Um, so, you know, let's talk about the Ukraine. You, you kind
1: of like how people are trying to spin it in a way that, oh my God, Kiss is not selling tickets. Bring back Ace and Peter. But no, you what, just remember Kiss is doomed, right? Yes, Kiss is doomed. Yeah. Forget the haters. Forget, the haters. Forget the haters. Yeah,
0: now we're supposed to say fuck the haters. We want. Yeah. Well,
1: but what people don't realize is that once the image pulls out, I mean, there's that front little, little grand section that is is relatively empty. But the rest of the arena is pretty much full because what you have now is you have these promoters, and this is the promoter's fault. This isn't Kiss's fault. You have These promoters that are selling – that are putting up these, these tickets for these premium prices, and people don't want to pay premium prices for tickets any longer or, or any more than they have to. You
0: know? Not when your monthly income in the Ukraine is – x amount and the ticket prices are a third of that yeah so you know i i just wonder what paul was thinking because kiss gets paid they don't care Or shouldn't care ultimately as long as the overall audience is a good number and they're not, you know, able to throw picks out over the audience so that they land behind them. They hate when that happens or, you know, (laughs) they have to order pizza for the crowd. But standing there, you know, what was it, 2011 or 12 or something like that? There was the rock and rally in Sacramento. And for the peons who had tickets, we were all behind a fence. And in front were white cloth table service for the high rollers. And I wonder what the band feels when they actually look out over that sort of setup. Do they go, "Eh, well, we got paid or do they go, fuck? What a dead audience. I mean, it's like a bunch of rich people up front who just sit there mm-hmm. because they can be rich people up front who've been given tickets. But going back to Kiev, it must have been kind of tough with such an empty group because way back, 100 feet back, was then the fence and then all the peasants. Um and then it looked packed. I mean, it looked like there's a good 25,000 in that stadium, which was massive. Daniel, I mean, what's what's your take on those sorts of layouts? Do they work? Are they good idea, bad idea, or do you not care because you weren't there?
3: Well, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm go- actually going to see them in like six, seven days, I think, uh, in, in Norway. So I'm looking forward to that. So I, I haven't really been paying attention to. Uh, their tour of Europe because I want to go in fresh, so I haven't seen much. I've tried to stay away as much as possible from watching this tour so I, because I want to go in fresh. Uh, but uh, when it comes to live concerts, it's been getting worse and worse the last couple of decades, I think, yeah, for many reasons. First of all, you have the phone. Secondly, you have lame audiences. Uh, they don't rock that as they did way back. I remember watching Kiss on the reunion tour, and it was like pandemonium. It was crazy. And then even when I watched uh, them playing uh, Sonic Boom over Europe, it was crazy as well. But these uh, last few tours, I don't know if it's if the Kiss fans have have, have gotten old or something, but but it's not the same thing really. Uh, so. Uh, I think there are some problems with live concerts in general these days. It's not really the same uh, as it was back in the day.
1: Ken, I, I concur. You're
0: yeah. not Ken.
4: <laughs> as for the uh, well, first of all, the the uh, the concert where it shows the picture, yeah, it looks, it makes it look empty. Uh, the promoter or whoever designed that, uh, if they knew those people weren't going to buy those more expensive tickets for up front, they should have moved that fence closer to tighten it up so it doesn't didn't look like a bunch of open space in there. So they could have adjusted it based on what the con- you know the, the ticket sales were um, and made it look more crammed, like there was a lot of people there, uh, which there were.
0: Or um, just uh, do a late release of discounted tickets because, yeah. you know, just like Ticketmaster in the States, oh, volume yeah. volume pricing, it's all flexible. It changes, um, you know. Exactly. Then again, yes. messing with Ukrainians <laughs> might not be such a good idea. I just paid 200 rubles for this <laughs> and you got for 75, I killed yes. you. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs>
4: yeah. Well, yeah, I agree. They, should, they, they can do that. But um, the other thing about... Uh, the excitement of people seeing kiss i think a lot of it is is just that, you know you have the again the uh, it's they're not kiss fans they're they're just trying to you know these general uh, audiences that just want to catch kiss on their last tour out or the last few tours um, plus the demographic is getting older too so <laughs> some of these people don't have that same useful excitement as they did when they were you know, younger and, you know, assuming that the, they went and saw Kiss when they were younger and saw them at the reunion and were all you know oh, this is awesome and they were all hyped and, but they see them now maybe they're not as enthusiastic but a lot of it's just fair weather type fans um, right now at this
0: point yeah, you're not going to get 70,000 people spending KISS fan money for a ticket. Mm-hmm. Ever. Yeah. No. yeah. Yeah, some of the other threads that are on here as well, you know, Gene nearly fell over in Krakow, which... Uh,
1: well, I mean, he, he, here's the thing. I'm just going to make a blanket statement about a lot of the threads that are going on on here. There's just people that are purposely putting clickbait-like titles, and everyone sure. is just... Picking little events and trying to make this massive happening of sometimes a minuscule thing. Or maybe it's just, oh, well, it looked like that from the video. It looked like that from here. And looked like that. Just you, yeah. listen. Kiss is doing great. People are enjoying the band. So let's just enjoy this one last time. Come on. I mean, people are just bitching about every little thing just let's enjoy this one last time let's talk about the the kiss movie that's that or, or the neil bogart movie the,
0: the, yeah well yeah, that was exactly. that was going to be one of the next things you know uh, some people were making a big deal out of helsinki oh i mean havinka or whatever i, I have no idea how to pronounce that so uh, apologies yeah. finnish people if i just butchered that because for most people It's not going to matter. Hello, Helsinki is the intro versus something which may not be familiar to someone on how to pronounce. They at least got it on the T-shirts, you know, so that was at least good. But I think people do try and make a a big thing out of nothing. I was actually more concerned to see Gene stumble because, you know, I'm going to say I'm going to go there at his age. You know, yeah, he falls. He
1: falls. He ain't getting up.
0: No, and it it could it could injure him or any of the man members. Yeah, yeah, as well. Um so it is concerning. I'm not gonna, you know, send Gene a life alert. Help, I've fallen and I can't get
2: him. <laughs> um but, you know, you you know, know
1: what know. I say, you know what I say every day. Kiss alert. Every day in my life I people are like, Oh man, follow me on Snapchat. I'm like, listen, I'm too old for Snapchat, but I'm still too young for life alert. So I don't have any idea what I'm doing in my life right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm too old for Instagram. I can't figure that out. But let's talk about the Neil Bogart biopic because that's the rage that's on now. Motley Crue's The Dirt has been very popular. The Freddie Mercury movie Bohemian Rhapsody was absolutely outstanding and the Elton John ones yeah. getting savaged for being too safe and saccharine <laughs> and sorry not being as interesting as Freddie Mercury but it it seems to be the season that these sorts of stories are resonating um well, with this, people this what, is, are, what are your I mean go Andrew, talk you know th-
1: this isn't an insult about Bill Coyne, Neil Borger, Gene Simmons, Boston or anyone this isn't uh, but I don't think that a Bill Coin story is going to be in theaters the same way a Freddie Mercury or Elton John story was. I think we're going to see another Netflix movie, which is fine by me. I mean, Netflix has done great things for TV shows and movies, so I, I'm looking forward to it. I'll definitely stream it when it comes out. But I don't think that this is going to be a Kiss movie like people are saying. And there are people who are saying, oh, well, I've worked on this movie. Shut up. Shut up. No, you haven't. I think this is going to be a movie about Bill coin's rise from a TV producer. Don't do,
0: do you mean Neil Bogart? Neil Bogart. Uh, so it's a Neil Bogart it's a, story. Okay, okay.
1: So my, my apologies, yeah, the, my The apologies. one
0: that's been in development for years called "Spinning Spinning Gold,", Gold. Okay, which so. is uh, by his son, one of his sons, uh, who okay. see the intellectual property behind it.
1: So here's the thing: even they're gonna, there's going to be a very, very small thing about Kiss. I know Neil Bogart was instrumental in bringing Kiss to the masses, but Kiss is gonna be a footnote in this story. It's gonna be Neil's childhood, Neil's rise to fame, and then his ultimate fall. Is KISS gonna be in that? Absolutely. But this is not a KISS movie. And for people to say that they've worked on this or, or they've done this or whatever, it's it's not a KISS movie. It's just it's it's just not. There's gonna be so much more about this movie that isn't about Kiss. And as it should be. I'm not I'm not Sliding the movie by any means, because I I do think that it it, it is going to be it has the potential to be great, but I think it's going to be a Netflix movie. I really do. I wasn't, hope not, because I just canceled my Netflix. Oh
3: no, wasn't Samuel L. Jackson going to play a part in
0: that one? I think. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. Yeah, so who's, getting, he, who's he going to be? Cecil Holmes, motherfucker. Uh, you know. Uh,
4: <laughs> going to be the leader of. is he going to be the leader of uh, Parliament?
0: Uh, oh <laughs> man. Oh man. <laughs> Something like Kevin, that.
3: Okay. I think it could be co- kind of a cool move if if they focused on the you know the 70s era bit and uh, uh, a lot of interesting acts passed through Casablanca and Neil Bogart certainly was a character with mob ties and everything uh, and you could also have Bill O'Conne being there and if you want to, you could tell some really nasty stories about him as well mm-hmm. uh, so there's a lot of things happening a lot of things happen in, in at Casablanca that can make kind of a cool movie, and there will also be a lot of uh, cool music, of course.
0: That's what so, I was going to say, the yeah, soundtrack for yeah, this thing is yeah. going to be a motherfucker, because think of Donna Summer, think of Kiss as well, think of Lips Inc., think of Parliament, Funkadelic, God, I mean, Captain and Tennille, um, I, think,
3: I think that was the biggest thing with, with the Queen film, oh, the Queen yeah. movie, that, that they uh, managed to do the music so well and it almost they it has almost to be ma- about it if, has to be
1: about the music listen i just yeah. want i just want, I the want drugs i be just crazy. want one scene <laughs> i want one scene where casablanca okay. is firing on all cylinders and captain's you know, like listen captain's Neil they're so popular right now we got to release action figures about cap let's do it and then i want them to look at the warehouse and going man you have thirty thousand captains left what can we do with them i know put Paul Stanley makeup on him, make him kiss go dolls. I want to see that scene. <laughs> That's what I, I want to see. I
0: think you're more likely going to see the scenes with the silver tray coming in. Mr. Bogart. I mean, Neil Bogart, I mean, I did start writing a lot on him way back I was doing The Focus. I mean, um, I, I went off on a whole tangent, and I got lost in his career. I mean, Cashbox, um, all the stuff he did in the early 60s. All the payola. The, The softcore porn that he did in 64, the singles he cut, there's still one I need to find. Um, I mean, his father, there's going to be a lot of Al Bogats in this movie, and it needs to be. As a biopic about uh, Neil Bogart, that's his family, and he started off in the projects in New York City, Um, grew up with people like Susan Oh, what's her name? Collins, who was on Ace's solo album, Knew Her, his family connections, um, Joyce Biowitz. Joyce, of course. He was on the flip he was on an episode of uh, episode of Flipside, Flipside as well.
1: Directed by uh, Bill Coin
0: in nineteen seventy three. So um he what, what would what was he he was i think a co-producer a producer he i think he nicked the music basically from another label mm-hmm. for question mark and the mysterians 96 tears then of course you got the lemon pipers and all that bubblegum music so in terms of music and content it there is so much that they can cover and that was what hooked you with um bohemian rhapsody yeah the songs now yes. When's the last time people heard the Lemon Pipers, you know, and that was brought back to the forefront again, or any of the stuff in the early 70s that he was a part of um, Buddha, um, you know, and his own music. I mean, there's some – he's got some good songs. Ghost of a Chance, I think it was. Uh, it was really good, and Bobby was a minor hit, so – who knows what they could drag out? But all that '70s music that was big was massive. The Casablanca catalog, and then you get into Boardwalk Entertainment. And who were, who were some of those early releases? Joan freaking Jet. Wow. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. I'm like, uh, i like, why aren't I, you
1: working on this film, Julian? Why aren't I'm, I'm you working a, on this I'm film? I'm just
0: hoping this is better than that book that came out. That was a good effort. The book.
1: Uh. And party every day.
0: No. Uh, the other one, Spinning Gold, Neil Bogart. There's an uh, actual
1: Spinning Gold book.
0: Yeah, oh, I, yeah I didn't
1: even know, know that. Yeah, it,
0: and and it was uh, by one of I think one of the children or relatives, and it was a good effort. But Let me it, find it from someone who does actually know something about Neil, and uh, all Kiss fans do know a fair amount about him from that perspective. Um, and getting him getting sued, of course, by uh, Donna Summer is kind of a big story. Um, you know that kind of yeah i, I think people looking it. people looking
4: for you know to see a lot of kissing in this movie you're not going to see a lot it's just going to be a, they're going to be like a footnote in general i agree um, with you. If, if they were going to do a, a kiss movie or try to have more kiss in it they should they should uh follow the book the other book uh, kiss and sell oh um, i'd rather i'd love to see that one um put into a book, you know, not book, but into a movie, uh, based it on, you know, the financial guy coming in and he's torn. comes in at the, around the time of what, is, what was it? He came in around destroyer.
1: Yes. Uh, His first show that he, cause I, I'm just rereading it again. The first show that he actually attended was the big Roosevelt stadium show because they thought that it was going to be a bust. Then they put discount tickets on sale. So that was the first time that he actually met the band was in Roosevelt stadium.
4: Yeah. So I, I think that would, Make a great movie. Uh, it would, yeah, definitely feature a lot more kiss, but it would be very interesting. I mean, there's so many great stories in that book. Uh, it's one of the best books,
1: kiss books yeah. out there that you can read. I'm having a hard time finding this book. Spinning gold.
0: Well, Daniel, what are your thoughts on uh, you know Neil Bogart story? Are there are there any things that interest you in there and that you'd want to see particularly? Um, because I think they've cast Gene and Paul. And no word about Ace and Peter, which just uh, sum, <laughs> sums it up for I'll me. Tell you something.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm just hoping that they manage to uh, bring it like uh, the Queen movie, that you feel the music. I mean, when I was watching the Queen movie at the cinema, uh, I was almost, I felt like I, I almost stood up and started applauding between the songs <laughs> because it felt like you were there live. Mm-hmm. It was so awesome. Uh, the Monty Crew movie, not so much, but it was. Oh, I kind love of the of, dirt. Yeah, I love, I love it for it, it. It's it's a great time capsule of, of, of the eighties. Like I like it for that, but mm. but I, I didn't get that wow feeling that I got from the Queen film. Going the platinum, okay,
1: yeah. so it's going not. That's it. why much I'm looking well. for the what wrong name. That's why, why I can't find it.
3: Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I'm hoping they they can uh, you know get the seventies vibe going in that movie. That's what I'm looking for with all the cocaine and all the music and all the craziness. Disco! Yeah, I like
0: disco. Me too, that's, me too. That's going to be, be what he did. I mean, me that's what, what his niche was in the 70s. And don't forget, he died at 39 as well, which mm. you know, just leaves a lot of things. But one of the, I think, is a very positive thing that could come out of this, is it's a good way to feel test would a kiss Biopic be uh, you sure. know receptive? Does it make people clamor for? Well, why isn't there one about Kiss? Because you can tease and taste enough of it in there. Same with Don Summer and some of the other Parliament. I mean, it is criminally neglected. Well, they didn't we didn't
1: we talk about this, the Kiss biopic, on a previous episode? Where we, we
0: we have numerous times, but now that we're to <laughs> the point where we're going to get a taste of some of Kiss in a biopic, um, I think it's a good opportunity for kiss to if they're gonna have any input into how they're presented in this movie and you know gene and paul will want to make sure that they're presented in line with their vision and version of
1: history but i think if they're gonna tell a kiss biopic i think it needs to be told from ace's perspective i really do i like that one as well because imagine it imagine ace waking up and he's all disoriented he's he's just he can't find anything so he just puts on a red and an orange sneaker and his mom is driving uh, to the rehearsal and, you know he's just
3: he's such a character
1: yeah. yeah he's so he's so nervous that you know he starts playing when he's not supposed to play but like like just make all the things that we've heard about like complete accidents like Ace didn't plan this. He just—he's like, oh my yes, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's Like everything that that we know him for is just an accident.
0: Make him sound like Mr. Bean goes to a guitar yes. audition. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 But but uh, but but
3: if you want to have a good Kiss movie, Paul and Gene's influence on that movie has to be minimal, because well, otherwise it won't. It, won't, it, it won't be so no, and that's that's why we won't get it. Yeah, a, but a couldn't you kiss
1: tell movie. a a history? Like movie and still have it be good, because I don't think history is bad.
3: Yeah, uh, but, but Gene and Paul, the, I don't think they are the guys to to uh, make something good out of this. You need outside influence, and they won't allow it. So
0: I think now now I find out mm-hmm. as as they're getting older or is at the end of their career that they're going to become much. They're at the end terms... of what?
1: They're at the end of what?
0: At the end of their road. The end okay. of their career. The end of the, <laughs> a, road.
1: End of the road. Yeah. Yeah. Here's one dollar
0: have they trademarked that yet? oh yes they <laughs> have um, oh, yes. gotta send them another quarter but I think they're going to become very much more possessive of their version of the story more so than we've seen develop over you know the past 20 years since the end of the original reunion that I don't think any sort of objectivity can be brought into any KISS biopic or how they're presented so I think Those of us who do go and see a story of Neil Bogart, and I don't think a lot of Kiss fans are going to be kind of into seeing it unless there's a substantial amount of Kiss, and I think they will be disappointed, as we mentioned, that it's not going to focus on Kiss the way that – you know, they they think it should be. So think of a few scenes that you'd like to see in some Kiss related scenes that you'd like to see in a Neil Bogart movie. I mean, just narrow it down to those parameters. What are the sort of key things that you think have to be there? Well, one thing that I thought has to be in there is Peter Chris pre Kiss going in there with his bongos and playing and some of it is made up. You know, the story with Mike Reno and Peter and um, Stan disagreed on their reminiscences about going in and auditioning for Neil at Buddha, even though Buddha paid for demo sessions. But, you know, Peter's adamant that he went in with his bongo and they flipped out because here are these two scruffy guys, one with a bongo, who sit down. They didn't play back, but they did play all of that happy, crappy music that Peter's band was doing at the time. So I think that's one scene that's got to be in there, because Peter then comes back into the story later as Kiss, who were Casablanca's bread and butter. Ken, I mean, what's uh, some of the sort of key scenes you want to see? Well, uh, d- definitely how
4: they... How they... Uh... Or how he found Kiss, which which was through I think the the demo tape that uh, was it Richie, uh, Kenny Kerner or Richie Wyatt? it's one of those guys. Kenny Kerner. Kenny Kerner had had heard it and like he took it to to uh, Neil Bogart and said, hey, this this one you know is pretty good, you know, listen to it, check it out. And Neil Bogart liked it just listening to it. He he hadn't even seen them. Um, so that that's definitely something that they need to put in there and then maybe of course bill a Coyne going there to that first audition or with the audition but the the club performance uh scene kiss uh in their you know first time seeing them there in in the uh club and and checking them out there and, and then going back and say hey you know i think you guys are pretty good and you know, I'll, if I can't sign you in whatever he wasted what a week or something like that, um, two weeks, okay. Um, you know, then then forget about it. But uh, yeah, that something something like that. Definitely, you got to show how he pulled these acts in like Kiss and Donna Summer uh, that really started out the uh, Casablanca years.
1: I I think that you need to have. There's a couple of scenes you'd have. It's the first one of them at the first album photo session where Neil is, is just <laughs> listening and goes, I, I love them, but what's up with this? And take the makeup off and they won't. Makeup. And then right, you and... fast forward to the Casablanca release party out in Sunset. Folk go to that. Then you skip quite a bit to them receiving the gold records to Kiss Alive and, uh, and Neil saying, you know what, I believed in you guys. Like I, When no one else did, I believed in you guys. But you know that that wasn't the truth about that. So I think there's going to be very, very minimal very minimal yeah. kiss, very minimal kiss.
3: Yeah. I agree. I think they should um, well, one thing you would like to see is um, if it's possible, maybe a live scene with a kiss. So I, I'm going for uh, you know the struggle with the first three albums uh, commenting on that and then seeing them succeed with alive and the whole celebration around that. So and maybe you could see a clip of them performing. Uh, that would be kind of cool.
1: That would be cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, if any of us put on our director's hat, and one of only one of us has an official director's hat, Andrew. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff that can that kind of needs to be in there. I like the idea of when the band were considering leaving Casablanca, mm-hmm. but Neil's sleeping with Joyce, just his co-manager. So you know that that's an interesting dynamic yeah. to add in that you know she's uh, she knows what's going on with the band meetings and fires the house producers, Kenny Kerner and Richie Wise, and Neil ends up producing the band. I also like the idea of slipping Eric Carr into this because Eric did, of course, record an album, Lightning Disco Symphony, for Casablanca in 1979, and it's a good kind of illustration of how Neil was just releasing anything in order to have product out there in hopes that something would stick. That was the shotgun approach that he often took with bands. If you look at the whole of the Casablanca catalog, there's a lot of dross in there that was never going to fly, but was also oh, yeah. worth worth a shot. Um, so it would be a nice way to generically have. You know, well, just sign them and release them and have them show them recording some generic disco band and have disco symphony kind of playing. That's the track they're recording. And only Kiss Geeks would get that connection. It would just be backing music. I mean, there's so many like kind of Easter eggs that could be thrown in there. Um, 77 selling out to Phonogram or Polygram, whichever, whichever, you know, and kind of the business machinations that went along with funding you know he this is a guy who went to vegas to gamble in order to make payroll (laughs) and he he got away with it you know uh julian you mentioned
4: you know um captain chenille um that wasn't their original label i think they were on uh, I can't remember the label they were on, but uh, they moved, they, they were picked up, I think, on onto Casablanca late in the 70s. Um, and uh, also, you know, it's interesting, you mentioned the, these other, you know, artists he's just trying to put out, you know, put out music. Well, he p- also picked up, uh, p- you know, Player. Player was on another label, you know, the B- Baby Come Back, that song. They were with another label. Casablanca picked them up. They picked up... Uh, they picked up Nick Gilder, who was on uh, Chrysalis Records. You know, he did Hot Child in the City and so on. And so they these artists that kind of fell off these other labels. He was willing to go give them a shot and bring them onto their Casablanca label and, and and try them out and hopefully try you know trying yeah, to get uh, a
1: hit about it. Captain and Tennille. They were on A and M Records until 1978. That's- And they weren't signed to Casablanca until 1979, which was their make-your-move record, which was the last record of theirs to go gold in their entire history.
0: With Do that to me one more time. I mean – Come on. That's that's like pretty well known mom yep. music from the early eighties.
1: Sure. Yep. I oh, know yeah. I,
0: yeah. I know when my mom was listening to Anne Murray and Crystal Gale, that song <laughs> would turn up on the radio. So But but um, again
1: they, they were dropped from Casablanca in eighty one because their scrapbook LP in eighty one was on Spectrum Records.
0: Yeah, but who who else was signed in seventy eight? Share. Take me home, oh, yeah. and then of course she it, did. You know, uh, she was with Gene, and then she did too. Uh, something take these chains or something like that, and then she did Black Rose with. Uh, yeah, Black with, Rose. Yeah, as a as a band project. I can't remember the guy who it was. Dudek or. That something. Album. I I mean, come on. You know, there there are so many things that if they were going to put half the things that we kind of just brainstormed rough in there, it would be a five-hour movie. It needs to be a mini-series. And uh, we'll be lucky. We'll
1: be lucky if we get one or two kiss scenes. We'll be lucky. Exactly.
4: And the one live scene that they're going to do is going to be rock and roll night. Yep. Yep. That's going to be it.
0: Yeah, because what else does it need to be when it's – they're trying to tell a story to a wider audience because this isn't going to be like Detroit Rock City, um, which what was – they did Detroit Rock City in that (laughs) movie. Clearly. um, Clearly. Thank you. Um, So they need to have general stuff about KISS, so it's going to be nothing – that I guess interests us It's not being made for us However I think As smart producers They're going to want to get as many of us To go and see this damn thing Whether it's on Netflix whether it's straight to video Or whether it does actually get a cinema mm-hmm. g- cinematographic.
1: Straight to VHS <laughs> Betamax
0: mm-hmm. Straight to beta Straight straight to reel to reel Laserdisc NBC movie of
4: the week halloween right
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right so that that's a pretty good deep Mm. well not even a deep dive into one because we didn't do any homework for it to actually Uh, come up with us i did
3: homework
1: i did homework
3: Uh, but just a quick question for for andrew i know you're focused on midnight now but uh i heard something about your next project being the Late to early 90s. Is is that correct? And, and that is 100%. Can tell us
1: anything on that? That's 100% correct. So I've been gathering footage yeah. of the 1990 time period because there's that great, Exposed Two outtake yeah. footage. There's like three DVDs of that. So that's gonna be my next thing to do. So, you know, I'm gonna marry that with some live footage and, uh, you know, make uh, the Exposed Two that should have come out in 1991.
0: Oh, do you mean the one with Lou Reed doing a world without heroes? Do you remember that exposed to um, packaging sheet that turned I up do. in some of the fanzines yeah, that did suggest that there was going to be all sorts of stuff like that um, dating from the elder period? I, I like the idea of you using that footage, and you know, after you did the stream of uh, of uh, kiss at midnight, kiss and shit, midnight. sorry, sorry, just had uh, to uh, knock uh, you down to hang out a peg live on it. Uh, it you, know? Um, you know, it's like you should do a live stream of that Fort Wayne. You know or or part of it, because uh, a lot of people didn't get to see that, and that's just really uh, good and your yeah, work you just seems to grow from
1: uh listen i i a huge thanks goes out to you for even giving me the opportunity to be able to do that so that that was something that was very very cool for me but uh I absolutely would do that I mean if you give me the green light, we can start promoting that thing and we can do that because that was one of the most fun things I got to edit uh just to be able to take a concert that old. And make it something different was cool, was very cool because yeah, I watched a couple songs up, but I never sat down and examined it, you know, the the way I did. And it also led to other things that 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 I've done. So um, hey, you know what? If, if that's something you want to do, eh, maybe we'll do it.
0: You know, maybe after uh, Kiss at Midnight's had its uh, day in the sun. Yeah. And if you need yeah. some time to keep people off your back while you put your next product. Listen, I really, together, I, I I really really know?
1: do because I I um you know the greatest show on earth is the kiss movie kiss at midnight is the kiss tv special uh exposed 2 is going to be the vhs release that never was so i'm just kind of just doing these things that kiss never did but you know i i thought of an idea today and did any of you guys ever see kiss uh ec- extreme close-up the vh1 slash pay-per-view version did anybody ever see that pay-per-view version there's a version where Sebastian Bach Oh yeah 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 I saw that. All right, so there's a version where Sebastian Bach is kind of telling you the like the interviews are still there, it's trimmed down quite a bit, but Sebastian Bach is kind of telling the story of it. So, um, I think hmm. the the girl who actually is on the picture of the Kiss of Midnight stuff, I think she's going to do either she's either going to narrate it or, you know, she's going to do something for Exposed 2, but needs a different name. Exposed 2 is not a good name. So, uh needs a needs a different name. And, uh, yeah, that's the next project. So I would probably, if if we're guesstimating on that, probably, like, February 2020 will probably be when that comes out
0: around there. Good. So there will be plenty of time in between. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's very cool. All
0: right. So lead us out, Andrew. Just give everyone a, a final reminder of when they can catch kiss at midnight and where
1: well before you even want to talk about kiss at midnight make sure you log on to kissfaq.com register join the conversation just be nice to everybody this is kiss's last go around so let's all enjoy being kiss fans together so log on to kissfaq.com register on the message board which is one of the only kiss message boards still in existence today and and you know rightfully so so uh, make sure you come in and join the fun. But, you know, if that's not enough for you, make sure you check out my new Kiss fan film, Kiss at Midnight, which will be streaming on YouTube and Vimeo June 28th. Why June 28th? Because it is the anniversary for Kiss's Tiger Stadium concert where they got yes. back together in 1996 on the reunion tour. So I wanted to do something that was paying tribute to Kiss and paying tribute to Kiss's history. So uh, check it out and uh, hopefully you enjoy it. And if you don't, sue me.
0: Yeah. Well at least uh you they can't ask for a refund.
1: So right. you know, well well you know, I, I, I do wanna say this, you know, this is this is an unofficial fan film and I do list in the credits all the officially released sources that I used to put this thing together, but please, please, please you know, support KISS. If you if you love this, this film, go out and buy another copy of Kiss Alive. Go out and buy some of the officially released footage that I used to put this together. We could really send a message to the band by doing it this way that we really want to see stuff like this. So, you know, go out and, and support the band, buy a T shirt, buy a concert ticket and, and you know, enjoy this fan film.
0: Okay. Tell us about your podcast and where people can find you.
1: People can find me at KissMyCollectibles, KissMyCollectibles.com with a K. And if you want to get some cool swag like I'm wearing today, log on to com to purchase all your Kiss My Collectibles swag and greatest show on earth swag.
0: Very cool. That's an advert-filled episode. <laughs> uh, Daniel, thank you for gene staying up late to, jo- to join no us. Problem. Oh, Jesus, You said the gene word. Uh, <laughs> They're still selling vaults, actually. So uh, got a lot of people on this latest European leg are actually doing it. So that's very cool. Uh, Ken, thank you as well, as always. And to you, the viewers and listeners, thank you for watching and listening to us. And we will see you next time. Take care. Bye for now. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today.